Hey, welcome to the Team Babe podcast. I'm Jason, and I'm Babe. And I'm Robin, and I'm Babe. How are you, Babe? Hey, I'm pretty good, Babe. Hey. Just like, you know, getting getting all the uh, getting getting all the magic happening over oh, here. Yeah. I know you set the what'd you say? Set the mood and set the set. Oh, the set and setting. Set and setting. Yeah, 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 which are very important, apparently, as I continue to read the Michael Pollan book, oh. uh, How to Change Your Mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, very important, uh, like, uh, for those doing psychedelic research, like, in psychedelic type of ther- therapy and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, so you don't have a bad trip. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I guess, like, the they think, like, there is no such thing as a bad trip. There's only like you've you know you not getting out of it what you what you needed because mm-hmm. oftentimes like the ones that are very profound I guess and like help with you know healing some thing that's going on with you mm-hmm. are pretty intense and like can be scary or frightening so they can go start to go bad but they don't like go bad bad oh it's just enough uh, bad. Like to give you the medicine you needed or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, the the poison is the cure, man. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say cure correctly? No, it's cure. Cure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's not rehash. Not cure. Cure. Um, I, I don't I like lie. to enunciate those things, man. I know. Yeah. Cure. I, I like to slur all my right. words together. Yeah, you're like um, an old Southern lady, like on uh, Golden Girls or something. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, but you do understand that this is the version of me talking, th- where I worked for like five years to correct the way that I talked. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so with could, the ice box and all this. Yeah, but I was kind of, I kind of had a Southern accent, and I Ow. really worked to correct it from your grandma. Yeah, yeah, my my whole family, you know, they have all this Southern heritage, so everybody had these funny little Southern things, even though they're, my mom was born in California. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, and I just didn't realize that until people started to ask me what part of the South I was from, and I was like, the South of what? Like, (laughs) from California. (laughs) Southern Shasta County? Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Uh yeah, so I got made fun of quite a bit, and I finally, uh, well, I thought, I cured it until I met you. Mm. And then, then you ouch. heard me say the cure. No, I said. <laughs> no, the band, I, the cure. No, I said that. I said, well, we were listening to um, Ben Folds Five, and there's that, that lyric in there that's, you're all dressed up like the cure. Uh huh. And I was saying something about that. Yeah. Like we were talking about our driver's licenses, or it was something to do with that song. And I said that, and you were like, the what? I was like, the cure, you know, like the band. You're like, the cure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we had this whole yeah. big discussion. And I got very offended. Mm. And um, yeah, but I can laugh about it now. Yeah. 20 some odd years later. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> we're, we're back. I don't try to say it right. I'm just like, that's how I say it. I think you're all right. I think your way of saying it has rubbed off on me a little uh, bit. Probably. You're, yeah. yeah, you might be a little bit more I lazy. Because I think I was trying to be exact with it, you know, like cure. Why? I don't know. Because that's how, when I look at the word, 
that's how I hear it in my head. And so that's how I say it. I mean, that's probably what the dictionary says you're supposed to say. Like, with, yeah. you know, that's accent marks and whatnot. Right. I mean, I remember like a teacher at school trying to teach us how to say leg. <laughs> Lag. Leg. 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 <laughs> My leg. <laughs> My leg. Um, leg. How do you say it? And she was like, you have to say, it was almost like league. Leg. Leg. <laughs> leg. Leg. I was like, uh-uh. <laughs> get that A sound with the yeah, E? Yeah, the A. There's like that Midwest A with the E. And I was like, lady, I am not from Milwaukee. Like, I don't know what you want from me. You know, but this was like first grade, so. Yeah. So you're just like, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I'm I mean, not from Milwaukee, damn it. Why do you want me to say this leg? I had a good laugh, though. I do remember that. Yeah. Trying to say it, so. That's um, good. Anyway, you know, what with our, like, you know, enunciating, and I, I think we had a good laugh over Skull. Skull. Um, I think, like, uh, you know, my, my good friend Sarah, she had a funny way of saying Skull. It was like skull. Skull, like yeah. the uh, the dip or whatever. Yeah. And I remember like, I just gotten used to it because I'd known her for so long and she she was saying that to you and you were like, what? what? Skull? <laughs> skull. My skull. Like, <laughs> like wintergreen skull or like long cut? What are we talking here? Yeah. Anyway, isn't it funny how we can all be from California and have these strange little yeah. things, but... At the if, end of the day, I think we all say hella. Or we oh, did. Yeah. I mean, we definitely said that. I'm, I'm bringing it back, man. Hella. No. <laughs> I mean, like. I'm you, hella bringing it back. You know you're from Chelsea County if you say hella. Is that a thing? Yeah, pretty much. Or is that just like Northern California? It's, Stoke, North, it's, man. A, it's a Northern California thing. It's NorCal Stoke, bro. Yeah. Hella. Hella stoked. <laughs> I turned into a 420 thing. <laughs> so, you know, it's all the same. Yeah. So what are your plans uh, for uh, New Year's Eve this year? My gosh. New Year's Eve of this year. Well. Yeah. That's because a, you know we're going into a rather interesting year. That's true. Yeah. It's almost as interesting as the year when Prince, you know, made that, well, not the year that he made it, but, you know, the party like it's 1999. Mm-hmm. Was and, that talking about the millennium? Yeah. Okay. Because it's 1999, and then it's 2000. It it's the it's new 2000. century, and it's okay. a big deal. Yeah, and uh, I I do remember New Year's Eve of 1999, and it was the lamest. Yeah, <laughs> we weren't together. <laughs> I mean, we were. I mean, we were together, together. but we didn't celebrate it together. Yeah, because I was playing with the band, right? And like, so that was like a, sort of a joke. I was like, damn it, I I did I just had this vision in my head of what partying like it was 1999 was going to be. And then it happened and it was nothing. This is your opportunity, your golden nothing. opportunity to make things right. Oh, true. It's too true. We're going to do it. 2019. Tonight I'm going to party like it's 2019. It doesn't have yeah. the same ring to it, but you know. You know, it like, did we do anything on 20, uh, 2009? 2009 to 10? I mean, I don't think. Oh, like, yeah. Do we have a New Year's Eve party or something? I think that was one of the most awful New Year's Eve party of all time. Whoa. That yeah. sounds cool. So this is our chance at redemption. <laughs> <It> <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited for this new year and this this next chapter. I am too. I think it starts right now. Oh my gosh. The pressure. Turn the turn the page. The pressure. I don't know if I'm ready. 
You're ready. <laughs> yeah, so what's this bullshit you're telling me about Barbara Walters and the ball drop? Well, okay, so you know, like... Where did you hear this, by the way? This was, like, on, like... The internet? I don't okay. know. So, you know, like, Barbara Walters on 2020, the show. Yeah. She would always, like, introduce the show, and she would say, I'm Bar- Barbara... <laughs> I can't say <laughs> I'm Barbara Wawa, <laughs> and this is 2020. And then her partner, whatever the fuck his name was, like, I'm... Pete Holmes and this is 2020 or whatever his I'm name I'm podcaster was. Pete Holmes. <laughs> Comedian. I just made that up. I didn't even know who Pete Holmes was. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. That show crashing. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's Pete. Oh, sorry, Pete. All right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure Pete is listening. I'm very upset now. I know who he is now that you said that. Uh-huh. I just, you know, I don't know why that popped into my mind. That's I like really it. strange. Um, Pete this, Holmes should be the co-anchor of 2020. He would have been so much better than an old, what's his name? You was know, it, it was like um, Walter Cron- Cronkite, but not exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's Hugh like, Downs. Uh, Hugh Downs. Yeah. What about the, was that the Rooney guy? No. Andy Rooney? No. Or wait. Mickey. That's the actor. Mickey Rooney. And oh. then there's Andy Rooney, right? Yes. Who would do like, but You're was right. that 2020? No. Where he would like, just basically like get off my, was like shake his cane. That was for 60 like minutes. A, a minute. Okay. 60 minutes yeah. in 2020. I get yeah. those two mixed up. Well, they're like old fart programs, you know? Are they both, uh, are they ABC? Are they NBC? What are we talking about? Okay. Here? So 2020 was ABC. Okay. okay. 60 minutes of CBS. Like. That's the American Broadcasting Company, right? <laughs> That's what they tell me. Okay. Um, is that what it is? The American Broadcasting Company? Or corporation, corporation? or whatever. Huh. Yeah. Somebody uh, somebody, call in and leave us a message about that. Yeah, do. <laughs> so, um, or send us a quick email. Set us straight. Or we could just Google it later. So um, <laughs> that's like her famous line. Uh, you know, this is 2020. I mean, she said that every Friday night for like, I don't know. Until she started being on The View. Mm-hmm. I mean, a long time. Yeah. 30 years. Was 2020 on every night? Friday night. Friday night. Okay. So they'd save up all the best stuff for Friday night. Gotcha. Right? What's the idea? We 2020. It's like vision. 2020 vision. Like, we're going to give you all the facts. Okay. Like, this on is the, like on the clear. Week, on the week that just happened. Yeah. Well, it was a lot of true crime stuff, though. Really? That's like where the true crime like genre, I think, comes from. Like that and Dateline. Like, um, and then they had all that like missing person stuff, like uh Yeah, because they investigated. Oh yeah. That that seems like r- related in some way. That, yeah, unsolved for mysteries sure. with Robert Stack. Like, did that spin off of twenty twenty in some way? Maybe. Did I mean he do like a guest spot where he like, you know, like whatever investigated something. Probably. Yeah. Creepo. Yeah. And so. From Nebraska or something like that. On 2020, like they would sometimes even have things like sitting down with Jeffrey Dahmer or something. I mean, they'd have some pretty heavy stuff as as far as news stories and and all that. And then they'd have some real fluffy stuff. But a lot of it was like, we've spent the last two years investigating this and that. And this is our report, you know, and you can only see it on 2020. Oh, yeah. So So it was like really special. Yeah. So I I watched it even though it really was meant for old people, I think. But was Geraldo on there? Uh or was that sixty minutes? And I think he did start out on twenty twenty. Yeah. Not Geraldo. John Stossel. Stossel. 
<laughs> Dude, you were like crossing all kinds Don't of lines cross the streams, here. man. Woo, baby. Yeah. You just didn't watch all this stuff, thank goodness, because, I mean, most of it was just garbage. But I saw it a few times. Yeah. So yeah. she. So the, the big deal on the internet is that this year, right, when mm-hmm. the ball drops at Times Square, they want Barbara Walters to be there. She's still alive. Mm-hmm. Right? And to get on there and be like, I'm Barbara Walters, and this is 2020, you know, mm. like as soon as the ball drops. So are they going to, like, I don't know how they would do that. Like they go five, four, three, two, one, and then she'd be like, I'm Barbara Walters and this is 2020. Okay. So, like but, that. but the welcome would be delayed. See, I would like to have it set up so that like, as the ball is dropping, <laughs> as the countdown is going, you figure out the exact cadence of her oh, voice. Wow. And then, so right as the clock ticks over to 2020, she's saying it's 2020. I see. Yeah, it's t- tick 2020. Then maybe Boom. you should produce that show. I'm probably going to reach out to him on the yeah. socials and just yeah. give him that, give him that idea. So who's, who's pushing for this? I don't know. The internet, the uh, memes, the memes are pushing. <laughs> watch out. <laughs> watch out. The memes are pushing. Yeah. Man. I mean, I would rather that than Ryan Seacrest for God's sakes. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. You know, we watched that last year. Like we tried to watch it. Remember at your brother's house? Like we were, Oh, attempting to watch yeah. the ball drop and it was like the most miserable painful thing of all time yeah yeah so they need to they need to like spice it up in some way well we need to spice it up because we have 20 years of history to erase <laughs> <laughs> and to make up for not to erase but to like just make like you know hella better okay <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> a race. Mm. Mm. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. So what, what's, uh, well, that's that's cool. I guess that's so interesting that uh, they're going to try to get Barbara Walters. I mean. I the, wonder if she'll do it. The memes are. Who knows if, like, yeah. ABC cares. They don't give a shit, dude. They're they, probably they still mad Seacrest she's on The there. View or whatever, you know. Oh, yeah. What uh, channel is The View ABC. on? ABC. <laughs> <laughs> so 60 Minutes. Of, okay. I think we got it now. I think we're good. Um, so what? who cares about 20, the number 20? I do. Why? Well, first of all, it's an even number. Uh-huh. And it's easy to divide. We like even numbers. Yeah. I like to round. Mm-hmm. So 20 is great. Yeah. You know? Um, we've been together for 20 years. That's right. This year. As of this past uh, June. June 4th. Uh, married for 20 years. Tw- yeah, together. married. No, yeah. I'm sorry. Married for 20 years. Yeah. Like our 20th wedding anniversary occurred this year. Right. Right. And I'm not sure what we were supposed to um, give each other. It wasn't silver or gold. I have no idea. It was probably like aluminum foil or something. <laughs> this is and another thing we could probably look up. We could. Yeah. We're so lazy, though. <laughs> and then um, you you turned 40 this year. And everybody knows that 20 plus 20 is, is 40. 40. Uh-huh. Boom. Yes. Yeah, so lots of 20s are abounding. There's another important 20. What's that? This is the 20th friggin' episode of... Oh, my gosh. Team Babe. Wow. 2-0. Pop the poppers. <laughs> light up. <laughs> Light off the Roman candles, get those black hats and M80s out. Well, let's do this thing, man. Yeah, I mean, like that's not nothing. I mean, you know, 
it took no, us it's something. T- two years to record the first episode. So I feel like <laughs> having 20 done yeah. is actually an accomplishment, at least for us. Yeah, uh, two. That was that was a long haul. <laughs> <laughs> you know that whole thing about not liking to start things. You know? Oh yeah, somebody has a little problem. <laughs> See episode nineteen uh-huh. for more details. And somebody else likes to jump the gun. They're a little impatient. So yeah, between the two of us, I guess we got it done. We balance each other out, but it still can be painful sometimes mm. because one one of the p- people is a more more of a balancer. Mm. Pulls a little harder on the reins than the mm. other. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have an idea of who that might be. So what? But. You know what else is funny about twenty? <laughs> I'll tell what? you. I'll tell you what's funny. Lay it on me, sister. <laughs> you know what they say about twenty twenty? They say some stuff about it. 2020 is a show I learned today on CBS, I think. Um, Okay, I'm I'm done. (laughs) Okay, so like... Yeah. So I really do buy into that whole uh, saying about hindsight is 2020. Hindsight is 2020. That's what they say. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you were getting at. But, I mean, I used to think that was kind of like bullshit when I was a kid. Like... Oh, you mean like I have to do everything wrong and then see what's right? How about I just do it right the first time around? Mm, that's you know? something a stupid kid would say. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like a real I'll waste dumbass. my time with looking back. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That they whole came thing back about... to bite me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, those who don't understand the past you know, are doomed to repeat it, that whole type of thing. Yes. I mean, I don't know if I didn't understand the past so much as I didn't understand the present. It's more like if your actions, if you really understand your actions, then um, you'll understand what's next. Hmm. Right. The gift of the present. Hmm. I don't think I, uh, yeah, I didn't get that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're just a kid, so we'll cut you some slack on that one. But yeah, so I mean, well, if I, you know, whatever. I mean, stupid sayings and cliches are one thing, but it is, I don't know how you could disagree with that because like when you go back as this podcast is like, you know, perfect evidence of and like look at the shit that happened yeah, and then like actually go through it and talk about it and stuff like that. You're like, oh wow, like I understand this so much better than when it was happening or, you know, two years ago or 20 years ago or whatever, you know, so. I think some of the real deal. Some of the hindsight was uh, like kind of thrown in our face today when we we cleaned out the barn. That's right, our storage barn. Yeah, for sure. We spent the day cleaning out the barn that we had way back when when we when we had the Gilbert house. Yep, and we had it built on our property, and then we had it. We had it moved. moved. <laughs> We had that barn jacked up, put on a truck, and then moved to your parents' house. Where it will forever reside. That's right. Yeah, we're not moving that one New. again. Yeah. But yeah, it's been an absolute mess since that happened, basically. Yeah. Like, uh, not, like, what, eight years ago? I know we've kind of cleaned it up a few times, but we never really cleaned it out properly. And um, yeah, it was really, like, a hasty, like, kind of thing where we were just like, oh, my God, throw all this stuff out of the truck into the storage barn and just, you know, never look back. And then, 
we finally got in there and it was like, wow, uh, there's a lot of stuff in here. So we had a little, you know, going down memory lane kind of a thing today. Yeah, we did. That was crazy. Yeah. And there was a lot of stuff in there where we were like, I hope I never have to dig another post hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Post hole digger, like, you know, uh, pickaxe, like all that shit that you get, like when yep. you own a home, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. You know, that you think you need, that you, I guess, maybe do use sometimes. We definitely used all that stuff, but yeah, I, I just, all I could think today was like, you know, I don't want to ever use this stuff again. I want to get like, rid of it so that I can't I use so it. I'm so glad that I haven't <laughs> had to use this for eight years or however long it's yeah. been, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, you know, coming across, like, some memorabilia stuff from, like, Slam mm-hmm. and, uh, like, all these cassette tapes. So many. Man. Yeah, I'm going to have to, like, at some point go through and listen to those and see if there's anything, like, good or interesting or something is. that doesn't exist somewhere else, maybe. Yeah. Um, so that'll be fun. Yeah. And I found a bunch of uh, mini mini discs mm-hmm. and stuff, and I still have a mini disc player that I think works. Wow. Or whatever. And the, that was a blast from the past because that was like before, um, like that was the super portable technology that kind of never fully got there. Before, it was like right like, before the iPod. Yeah, before mm-hmm. like digital music players mm-hmm. came out and stuff. But they were cool because I was thinking about um, like using them for practicing like bass parts and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Or whatever because like the player that I had, you could actually like – keep the pitch the same but slow it down Mm -hmm. so you could like you know you could really figure out what somebody was doing right whatever if you were trying to learn a specific thing well yeah so it was pretty cool and then you could of course you know record and and do all the all the stuff like but it was like a floppy disk on your phone funny (laughs) yeah it's just funny to look at it yeah it's like a little piece of plastic like a like a floppy yeah it has like a little uh, disc in there a writable disc yeah re- uh, readable writable yeah it's and crazy. then we have like boxes of cd cases like that's the other thing too is it's like i don't think we ever have actually reconciled all that old music no like it's not all in itunes it's Mm-mm. not <laughs> like it's just still sitting in this box like someday yeah. we're gonna sit there and be like okay i want this album you know like yeah that's probably between us you know 20 years each of music buying sure. that we just were like okay throw that in the box <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean even just like looking through the little bit that i did today of the like the CD cases and stuff like that. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I bought this album. I bought that album. Yeah. I bought this album. We'll have to actually go through it and decide what we need to actually like have. That's the thing that's so weird is like, and that's the great signifier of how much change there's been in the last 20 years. Yeah. But like music collections are completely different because now mm-hmm. you just like subscribe to Spotify or Apple right. music and you can get essentially anything you want. Yeah. If you can't find it on there, then you can like stream it on YouTube or something mm-hmm. like that, you know? Yeah. It's just ridiculous. So now there isn't that physical, um, unless you want to have that, unless you want to do like records or something yeah. like that, there isn't that physical music collection anymore, which is to, trippy. I have to say though, like it is kind of like for me, like I love visuals. So there's something about it where I might listen to something new, like, and I'm not really paying attention to what it is. 
I have no idea what the album cover art looks like. Sometimes I don't even know what the artist looks like. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I'm just like, I'm just listening to this music, whatever. Like, and I kind of miss that whole, like, you know, reading the album information. Yeah, reading the lyrics and stuff and like people that. People used to put a lot of work into that. And it was almost like a magazine. I mean, so that appeals to me and like, you know, an totally. artistic standpoint. You remember the uh, OK Computer, uh, like, cassette? fold mm-hmm. out or whatever i do yeah yeah that thing was crazy it had yeah. all these little illustrations by tom york and all this stuff like uh-huh. it was a really trippy little thing well you know time moves on but i still have my smashing pumpkins box set you know my... that's right the airplane flies high uh-huh that's still pretty cool yeah that's a good good story behind that one too i remember you guys going like driving to chico or something to get that thing special because yes. it was just being released that day, and you couldn't get it in Reading. That's right. Drove all the way to you Chico. and Sarah. Yeah. Yep. To go to like, um, man, I'm gonna forget the name of the record place now. But it wasn't like a Best Buy or like a no. It oh, Virgin. It was Virgin Records or something. Mm, I don't think so. I don't know. It was like some special. I'll have to ask like Patrick because yeah. I think he'll remember. Yeah. Because I remember anyway. going in there like when we would go play gigs in Chico. I remember they had the Bowie album. Like There was like another, like a new Bowie album that came out. And I was like, they had that too and he couldn't get that here. Ah. Yeah, it was really funny. Special. Yeah. And then we couldn't listen to it in the car because we didn't have a CD player in the car. <laughs> so to wait till we got <laughs> all like, the way back. Yay. Like another two hour hours later. We'll, be able, to, we'll yeah. be able to spin this thing and... We were such diehards because I was like, do you want to hang out in Chico and like whatever? I don't know what we're going to do. Walk around and drink coffee and spend your one dollar you have left after you bought this album. And (laughs) we're like, no, because we want to listen to this and I have to drive all the way back to Reading so we can hear it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, that's crazy. That Uh, that level of anticipation over a new release definitely doesn't exist anymore. Because it's like you you get teaser tracks, you get... You know, everything's just like so available. There's no, there's no delay. Yeah. It does make it feel less special. For sure. Like for sure. Yeah. So I don't know. We're probably going to go, I'm going to put everything on mini disc now. Oh, good. I decided now that I found those. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. (laughs) That would be really like easy to integrate into our current system. Yeah. I'm going to look and see. There was a website called like minidisco.com that had like all these cool like uh, Japanese uh, mini disc players and like, you know, home like decks oh, or whatever. Seriously? Yeah. They had like all this cool like audiophile stuff that was all around mini disc players. I could see. I could see Japanese culture being really into like a little device like that because it's kind of cute. I remember yours was like a fun color. Yeah. You know, like it's kind of like small and cute and fun to look at, you know, much like many Japanese inventions, you know. Yeah, but mighty. Yeah. No, I mean, the fact that it probably still works is, you know, says something. Totally. Yeah. And so, I don't know, that that whole experience today was uh, interesting, but like... You know, it's it's so crazy clearing things out now and just, like, getting rid of all the garbage because I just have zero patience for it. I'm just like, it, you know, you ask me a question about a few things, I'm just like, get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> get rid of it. I don't give a shit. Like, it, like yeah. if I need another one of these, I'm just going to go buy it. Yeah. Because the chances that I will are, like, 
Slim, very slim. Slim to none. At least you know? in the next, you know, 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to lug it around no. in the meantime. That's the thing. It's like we're really working on getting rid of all the heavy items in our life. Yeah. Except for all this music equipment. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did find some music equipment too. Yeah. I found uh, the Vox uh, organ yeah, that I'd, I inherited. I'd love uh, to hear Slam. that thing sometime. Did you hear it? No. Oh, okay. Because when I, I took it to a friend's house and he helped me kind of get it working, and then I thought I played it for you. No. A little bit. Yeah, it sounds pretty cool. I mean, it's got it definitely needs some work because mm-hmm. it wasn't making it wasn't getting like full volume. Oh, I see. So yeah, we found the Vox organ. Got you know checked it out. Everything looks the same. Uh, it's kind of beat up, but it's cool. Two, um, two accordions. Two at uh, two accordions. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, I mean, as far as heavy items go, we do have a piano. Yeah. And then we have a grand piano that lives at your mom's house that belongs to you. So we have two pianos. I mean. Gotta have two pianos. I don't see those going anywhere. So those are really heavy. But, um, (laughs) you know, like several amps and several guitars, you know, and like a bass. And It's almost like I should play music sometimes. I really think so. But what do I know? Well, someday. I mean, now that I'm looking back to look ahead, you know, I'm I'm yeah. checking over my shoulder and I'm, you know, gaining insights. Whoa. And I'm gaining like, uh, you know, knowledge and like, uh, Whoa. Uh, like, I don't know, just a belief in myself, you know, hey. like, hey, I can do this, man. Wow. And so I'm seeing some of these things and I'm going, hell yeah. Okay. I like the sound of that. Yeah, so check back in with me on that in like 10 years. Um, no, I'm going to check back in with you on it in about one week. Okay, I'm cool. going to play this back for you in yeah. case you forget. <laughs> so it's our 20th episode. We've yep. been married for 20 years. Yeah. Uh, I've been alive for 40 years. Yes. Um, and 40 is 20 plus 20. That's right. It's all about 2020, man. So it's all 2020, man. 2020 is next year. I think mm-hmm. we've got the numerology on lock. Cool. I've consulted my Mayan calendar, but that wasn't any help because it ended in 2012. <laughs> um, I know the world was supposed to be over. Yep. Bummer. Oops. Uh, they got that one wrong. Miscalculated. Bummer. Bummer. <laughs> Too bad the world isn't over. I think a lot of people There were, were some people thinking that. Yeah, they were disappointed. I think I know a few of them. I think I might have seen some of them today. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, so that was cool, man. Um, so, I don't know. What else have you been up to? There any any other new and notable stuff uh, recently this week? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Nothing. Nothing exactly exciting. Mm. I I did actually turn my sewing machine on today. Oh, that's exciting for the first time in like six months. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. It did. It worked like a charm. That's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, I'm making a um a ghostly silver um organza skirt for oh, a bride. Wow. That's the custom one with mm-hmm. the custom fabric. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yes, it'll look like an invisibility cloak. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's what I would like to wear to my wedding. Oh, well. When I get remarried to you. Yeah. Uh, when we renew our vows, I would like to have invisible cloaks. Okay. That sounds good. That should be no problem. <laughs> I'll whip one up. Yeah, we'll talk to uh, to Harry. Yeah. Uh, it'll just be our heads <laughs> bobbling along, you know. Um <laughs> Yeah, so speaking of that, I mean, we, we've been talking about like, oh, can we renew our vows when we're um, on our trip? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, we're going to... I'm sure that costs some money, right? I don't know. Wait, did we talk about that? 
that's a good idea. We did talk I'm about it. I'm surprised I didn't think about that earlier. You did. You said, did. find a sea captain. Really? Yeah. Was I super drunk? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think so. No, that's cool. That's a good idea. We should try to find a sea captain. Or, you know, any person that gets like a marriage, like whatever license thing on the internet that like makes it so you can marry people. Yeah. Like any, anyone can do that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Including me. Yeah. You're already registered. We can't marry I'm yourself. <laughs> or whatever I you wonder do. if you can. We should investigate that. That would be really dumb. Marry yourself? Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't put up with that. I have to find another person. Really? Oh, Morgan can do it. Oh. Wouldn't that be special? <laughs> um, That'd be great. That's actually a pretty good idea. Let's get Morgan ordained. Yeah. We don't have to wait for like a third person because Morgan's an adult. Yeah. I mean, yeah. by the law. Yes. So where are we going, babe? Yeah. So that's that's really exciting. That's leading really exciting. up to 2020. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So like right before right. we're going to Hawaii. Yes. For Christmas. Yes, child. For like 10 days. Yep. Um, And it is going to be glorious. It is going to be glorious. It has been so long since I've been there, and you have never been there, and the kids have never been there. Yeah. And we're all going. It's a family vacation. It's our, like, um, feeder uh, family vacation, you know? Like, yeah. Like the movie. I'll be, uh, like, Chevy Chase. Yeah. Yeah. Chevy. Chevy? No. Chevy Chase? No. Or Chevy? Chevy. Chevy. Like the restaurant. Well, because, like, what do you drive? Oh, I drive a Chevy. That's not Chevy. No. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure? Yes. Should we ask Lee Iacocca or whoever? No. Weren't they the Chrysler? Chrysler people? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking. We'll Google it later. I'm thinking that in this fantasy where you're Chevy, uh-huh. I'll be Christy Brinkley. But what am I? What? <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. Uh, <laughs> but back to me. Oh. Uh, no, I'm just joking. Ten four. Yeah, no, I love that. Uh, definitely be Christy Brinkley. Um, who will Morgan be? <laughs> Morgan will be. I don't know any other people that are actually in that movie by their um, like names. So that's oh wait, tough. who's uh, who's Joyce on uh, Stranger Things? Oh, Winona Ryder. <laughs> yeah, Morgan will be Winona. And writer. Who, who will Charlie be? Charlie will be Marty McFly. Oh, true. Or short round. Uh, I mean, whatever his name is in the Goonies. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, Data. Data. Yeah. With all his little gadgets and stuff. <laughs> the little punchy. The little yeah. The punching thing punching that comes thing. out of his belt or whatever. Like, where, where does that thing sit? Like, what kind of, you got to wear like a big puffy coat. Oh, he had like a trench coat, <laughs> you know, because if you're cool, you wear a trench coat. But that's not puffy. No, it's like in his belt. Oh, the punching thing. Yeah. See, I, I was like picturing it coming out of his chest. Like an alien? Yeah. <laughs> That's horrifying. <laughs> kind of like I always picture. I picture aliens coming so, out of people's chests. So what do you picture, speaking of picturing things, what do you picture Hawaii being like? Well, what I was mostly interested in was um, uh, was figuring out what the poster of um, Christmas Vacation a fader Christmas vacation uh, will look like. So uh, what I picture is me like riding a coconut. Are there coconuts in Hawaii? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think there's like a, a, or, you know, maybe that's, uh, 
family vacation or something. There's somewhere like Chevy is on a car or something. Yeah. Uh-huh. On top of a car? Or he's driving the car? Yeah. Well, that's the one where they go to like Wally World, like, you know, Waterworks Park place or whatever. Okay. Is that family vacation? I think so. Um, uh, those movies, people like those movies, I guess, huh? Oh my gosh. We, we watched Christmas Vacation, yeah. right? And it was like so bad. We were like, should we just turn it off? Like we were just like trying. I think we did. We had to finish it out. Maybe I finished we, it. Okay. I was just like. I remember laughing at this as a kid yeah. and thinking this was super funny. Mm-hmm. And it is just like so mean and like so disparaging and just not funny that mm-hmm. I was just like, wow, what a bummer Christmas movie. No wonder I loved it as a kid. I hated Christmas. Like this was perfect. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, I can't. I just can't. Yeah, because you love Christmas now. I'm, I'm getting there. You're going to love this Christmas. Well, I sure am. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. I mean, what could be better? Christmas in Hawaii. It is like the least Christmassy place of all time, first of all. There's not a pine tree in sight. No. Yeah. Pineapple tree. Uh Uh-huh. I remember asking, so my grandpa, he lived there um, like for 20 years, you know, after he retired. So I visited him a couple of times when I was a kid. And I remember asking him like, what do you guys do here when it's Christmas time and it's not cold? He said, well, we just put Christmas lights on the palm trees. And I was like, oh. Mm. I was like, but does it feel like Christmas? And he was like, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Because Christmas is in your heart. (laughs) (laughs) He would never say that. It's just like a, yeah. No, he was such an asshole. (laughs) Uh, May he rest in peace. Yeah, way to show respect (laughs) for your elders. Your your only grandfather. I had another grandfather. grandfather. He was an asshole, too. Anyway, (laughs) so at least it's equal opportunity. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, But I am excited. I'm really like, it'll be really nice to see it as an adult and compare it with my seven-year-old brain, which was the last time I was there. And also just like, um, I love the fact that you can, so we're going to be on the big island. So, you know, you can drive around the whole island in like one day and see all kinds of stuff. So... Um, the fact that we'll be there for a week and it'll be Christmas will just be interesting. Like, yeah, just something you know, completely different. It's com- it's something we've never done or attempted at all. In yeah, fact, we, we've, we've spent, never gone out of town. No, we have spent Christmas. every single goddamn Christmas here. Yeah, with our family. Right. Which, I mean, that's what you're supposed to it's do. Great. It's Christmas, right? Yeah. And I mean, there have been a lot of Christmases where I felt like it was fun and the kids had a great time and all those things. And uh, I have to say, I'm a little sour <laughs> on the Christmas, the regular Christmas um, that we've been used to having. Yeah. And that's really kind of due to the fact that, you know, Morgan is no longer invited to Christmas at your family's house. So I'm a little bit like, well, you know, I just, I think I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just, a, it's also, yeah, that is, that is tough. And it'll be good to not have to worry about that. I like that. Um, Relating that. But also, yeah, it's just good to mix it up. Like, remember, like, so a couple years ago, we, because we've always done the same thing on Thanksgiving, too. Yeah. We decided to go out of town for Thanksgiving. Yep. And we went to the the horse race track. It was super fun. Took the kids, had a great time. Yep. Uh, it was in San Diego. It was beautiful weather. Yeah. It was just amazing. Like, a beautiful place. And it just, it freshened up the whole thing. Like, it did. Like, 
Well, yeah. it also made us realize that it's like, well, why don't we do more of this? Because I think like, um, I don't know if other people our age can relate to this, but I think when you have like really strong family traditions for holidays, right, where your your family does the same, really the same exact thing every year, mm-hmm. and and that is a tradition. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but you know, it's kind of like you're expected to continue with that tradition and kind of do what your family does, but you actually never have your own holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that that is just because we we start our family so young. And because we are in the same town, like it just all made sense to just continue doing whatever our parents did for holidays. But I just started to realize I was like, well, hey, wait a minute. Like I've actually never made a turkey on Thanksgiving in my entire life. Like that's weird because I have my own kids who are like one of them's completely grown up and I've never made a turkey on Thanksgiving. Like what is (laughs) going on? Like, (laughs) yeah, that's kind of, that is kind of weird. How did my life get so uh, planned for me or whatever, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. like at some point, you know, you get, you get to this point where you're like, all right, well, I just want to do something else. But also like, I mean, at some point, like somebody else has to take charge yeah. here and, you know, do yeah. it. Take the lead. Or, or else what do you do? It's going to be like the golden girls, but <laughs> what's the old lady? The old, oldest Sophia. one? Sophia. Yeah. Will be like, cooking the turkey but we'll forget and then it'll burn I'm, there's probably an episode like probably that. but um it'll be golden girls thanksgiving unless somebody a little younger steps, steps in, in and yeah. starts doing doing some stuff well i mean but I, also like tons of people travel every every year for those holidays yeah for sure i mean i i really enjoyed our thai food thanksgiving dinner we had that uh yeah, yeah. we went to san diego yeah um, that was pretty awesome. I have to say thanks. Thanks, Johanna and Brenda for letting us stay in your house. That was uh, yeah. pretty cool. That was the best. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, we owe you big time. We do. I, um, I always really wanted to travel a lot. Like that was really my, my plan, uh, growing up was like, I'm going to travel. Like, you know, I was lucky enough to go to Hawaii as a kid and to go around the country, I mean, for better, for worse with my parents, you know, and to see the United States for the most part. A um, school trip, too. You had a good school trip. Yeah, and I, I had a school trip that I actually paid for, like, to go to New York. And I was really into it. I was just like, I, I really wanted to travel. And um, I think I just kind of forgot, you know, at a certain point that that was important to me. Mm-hmm. I'm just now getting back to it. Yeah. Like, to that idea. Well, it's like one of the things that could, that can, just depending on your situation, really kind of fuck up your ability to do some of that stuff. Like, unless you're just really, you know, adventurous and you're, you know, maybe your kids are easier or something like that, or you just don't care and you just roll with it, you know, and and take them to Europe or whatever. (laughs) Well, we, we did travel with our kids quite a bit. Like, in fact, the last time that we were in paradise, right? Was when Morgan was five. I was thinking Paradise, like that place oh, in no, California no. that burnt no. up. I meant Paradise, like a like a concept, like yes. um, a tropical paradise. Tropical, that's right, yeah, because we did have one other tropical. One other tropical paradise, but that was when you got dysentery. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a wonderful trip. Um, I mean, it was like I don't know, like comedic how. <laughs> 
like hard it was and, and just like not very so fun. Many things went wrong. Yeah, it's too bad because it's such a like a good opportunity to like get to do something. But like anytime you're on the hook for. I don't know. It was a cruise. So right. it's like very regimented or whatever. Yeah. And you know, it's, it was put on by the, by Suzuki or whatever. Right. You know? So there are obligations with that too. But, right. um, yeah, that was gnarly. Cause I think in Puerto Rico, I picked up like some sort of third world, like bug, You did like a bacteria yeah. of some kind. Yep. And like for the rest of, and that was like the second day. Yep. And then for the rest of the time, I just had horrible dysentery, like, you yep. know, to the point where I had to go to the ship's doctor, like oh, in yeah. Star Trek or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had to do like a crazy, uh, like pharmacy run mission, like on well, one of I the ports we stopped basically at. basically had to like trap you in the room and be like, hey, look, you're not leaving this room until you like lay down and take all these medications and drink some Gatorade. <laughs> like you're dying. Um, <laughs> you're like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. She's like, no, so you're not I'm fine. I'm so committed to trying to make this like <laughs> the best uh, tropical vacation ever. I will say this. Like I, I was seasick the whole time. Yeah. I was pregnant with Charlie. I was nauseous every day. Right. Enjoy you know? a cocktail. Oh, oh, no. Couldn't drink, you know, like, and, but I will say this about that trip. Morgan had an amazing trip. Like, Morgan did. Morgan had a great time. That's awesome. You know, like that was super fun. That al- that that makes it worth. That it. almost makes. I mean, that almost makes it worth all the, all of the suffering that we just never even anticipated. Yeah. I mean, it was just weird. Does Morgan talk about that? Oh man. Well, I mean, like going back in time to like you know, yeah. the, like as soon as we came back from the trip, that's all Morgan talked about. Because we did that Blackbeard tour. Oh yeah. And all it's all about stuff. pirates. Yeah. Morgan's super into pirates and like Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. And it, was, it was Pirates of the Caribbean. You know. <laughs> oh no, it was it was great. Morgan wrote a book about it. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was good, but um, yes, I to to go back in time, could I choose something else? Yes, I would choose something else. <laughs> so yeah, once again, this is our chance, our redo. This is yeah, that. this is definitely a redo because that on happened our own in two thousand six. Yeah, this is like on our own terms though. Yeah, because the cruise was just a nice like bonus. Perk. Yeah, of you working at the shop and the shop doing well. Yeah, we didn't pick that as a vacation it was right. just like here's a vaca- vacation if you want to go well i mean it'd be crazy not to go yeah so we went you know but it wasn't like we were dying to go on that vacation right where i think we've always talked about hawaii being like we want totally. to go to hawaii well and it's all in your perspective too because like right now if somebody gave me that vacation i'd have a great time Oh, for I'm, sure. I'm almost like for 100% sure. sure of yeah. That. Like, yeah. It would be awesome. I would, I mean, I would too. It would just be so different. Seasickness. I, yeah. But I could take Dramamine. Yeah. And that'd be you fine. You have a little I'm alien riding around never, in your belly. Never going to be pregnant again. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was a, that was a crazy trip. So, yeah. Th- so, this is our chance for a redo. And that's really what I think 2020 feels like in a lot of ways. It's like a redo. It's like something new. Let's change this up. I think 2020 is just a long year and it starts right now. (laughs) I'm glad you feel that way. It's like an extra leap year. Nice. Yeah. Like a mega leap year. It's a 15 month year. Let's do Uh it. Yeah. Yeah. It's October now. So yeah, November, December. Yeah. 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 Why not? 
I think that's great. Live a little. Yeah. Yeah. So um, tell me about, like, I saw you got some book in the mail, and I'm like, I was wondering, like, what what is that all about? Because I, you're not much of a comic book reader, but I was like, yeah, you got a comic book book in the mail. Yeah, I got this book called uh, Understanding Comics, The Invisible Art by Scott McCloud. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Um, it's, uh, yeah, so I heard, I was listening to a podcast, as I do, like very often or whatever, and uh, the person who was being interviewed mentioned this book. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that sounds interesting. Like her reasoning behind why people should check out this book was like, I don't know, my ears perked up mm-hmm. or whatever. So I got on Amazon, found a used copy and got it. And uh, and I just started reading it. So I'm like two chapters in and it's a comic book that's done in the comic fashion, like, you know, panels and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's like talking about everything about comic books, like what they are, what comics are, what cartoons are, what's different about them mm-hmm. or whatever. And it's it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I've actually, like I had some comic books when I was a kid, but I never got super into reading comic books. Right. Like something about there being pictures and words like right. really distracts me. Like it's hard for me to keep my focus or whatever, but I feel like this book is making me more interested in that. So mm. it's like easier for me to focus and like I'm getting it more. So like started reading the second chapter, which is like about the vocabulary of comics mm-hmm. and it started to get all trippy, man. Like, like there's this, uh, painting of a picture of a pipe or whatever. And like that's in the comic book. Mm-hmm. or whatever and it's on a printed page so it's all these levels of reality that separate you from like what you're actually looking at oh i see and then the guy you know at the end of this little sequence the guy says like did you did you hear this or that when i said this mm-hmm. and it's like if you did get your ears checked because nobody said anything mm. so i don't know it's this trippy thing about like how we perceive everything around us you uh-huh know? Because, yeah, like, okay, so is it the idea of a, of a picture of a pipe? Like, did I hear that? <laughs> did I hear that sound? Because, like, it's a sound in my head when I'm reading a book. It's me making that. Right. But I think it's this other person. Right. Like, that's a really weird thing, man. It is very strange. Well, I think yeah. it's very strange that, like, you know, if you're just talking about, like, say, uh, a drawing of a pipe, you know, like, that goes... Under the ground or something. I mean, you're really just talking about two lines. <laughs> oh, this was like a like a tobacco pipe. Oh, a tobacco pipe. Yeah, oh, I gotcha. Yeah, but I mean, anything really. If you're talking about a drawing, uh, yeah, it's, faces. It's just lines. It's just little little bits of ink on paper, but it means something to us, you know. Yeah. Um, it has all of the symbolic meaning that we we've given it, but we also just kind of like take for granted. I guess in a way. And I think like, um, and I haven't read this book yet, but when you were kind of explaining some of it, you know, like it made me think of, um, when I work with, uh, Jamie, uh, my friend who does photography, we often have to draw almost like a little, just quick comic strip of, um, Sets, scenes, you know, where someone's going to stand, mm-hmm. uh, where the light's going to be, things like that, because it's almost impossible to do like describe it to the other person 
with audio with just words. So right. like my interpretation of saying, you know, the the white light is going to shine on their face, you know, uh, on the right side, mm-hmm. like that can mean almost anything. Yeah, to is the it the other right person. from the camera's yeah. perspective or the right from like the stage perspective? Or is it looking at their face or from behind or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And so there's just all these things where it's like to shortcut like this, you know, communication. Yeah. We often have to sketch things out mm-hmm. and make maps and sketches and drawings of what we're doing. Right. And the, both of us are, you know, I mean, fairly artistic to a point. I mean, she's certainly more talented, like artist as far as drawing realistic drawings. But I have at least enough drawing ability to, you know, make it so someone understands what I'm what I'm getting at. You know. Yeah, your chicken scratches can be recognized yeah. if you can also explain. Yeah what they are and I'm, I'm for whatever reason good at diagrams and things but <laughs> like you know like I had to make a map like a map for uh, seating <laughs> even that's difficult right um, so uh, yeah so there's there's something about that visual understanding I think makes a lot of sense when you're talking about creative ideas yeah or just getting everybody on the same page or something it's like right. you can talk about it all day but there's still, you know, some confusion maybe. Totally. Yeah, the book is talking about all that kind of stuff, but also like okay, like representations of a face. Yeah. It's like we see faces in all everything. Like if you see two dots in a line right. in a circle, it's a face. Yeah. You know, and your brain just makes that happen. It makes yeah. that connection or whatever because like we're we're programmed to recognize faces. Yeah. Like from being apes, you know, or right. whatever. Um but like, yeah, and oh, what was the thing I was just thinking of? It was saying uh, he was talking about, oh, shit. Beard scratching. Beard scratching. He was talking <laughs> about beard scratching. <laughs> That's lame. Um, yeah, anyway, check out the book. It's pretty cool. Like, um, I would recommend it. Understanding Comics, The Invisible Art. I'm only two chapters in, but I thought they got into some, like, really heavily esoteric things like you know and concepts that were pretty pretty radical yeah and like they're applicable across all kinds of different art forms or like just being right. like because it's really talking about the nature of our reality and what it is and it's funny because like there's a lot of that sort of thing in art history which i think is why i loved art history class so much yeah it's like all this symbolism and then you get into like colors and mm-hmm. what colors mean to you, to your eye. Yeah. And, um, you know. I couldn't help but think that you probably got some of that stuff, the same stuff that I'm getting out of it from doing art history mm-hmm. classes. I, I mean, I really loved that. It really made of, me. like the analysis, yeah. too. And there's a lot of that that comes into fashion, too. For sure. Yeah, like shapes and colors and hard lines and soft lines. And what does it mean? It's, it's really strange, I think, how we, I mean, at this point and like, the timeline of the world or whatever is like we see a hard line that means a masculine feeling you know or something you know or we see a soft line and and it's a soft color and that somehow means it's feminine or Mm. you know whatever and then when you're you're designing something if you want to like sort of play around with those ideas and you mix all of that up that's kind of what makes it interesting you know Mm -hmm. it's like but it's weird it's like why yeah (laughs) It only means that because we say so, you know? Yeah, yeah. And we are pretty strange 
Like, <laughs> even like words and letters are are drawings. Yeah, like it's, it's a symbol, right? That we see and it means something, right? Like he did this cool thing where he had these lines and these dots arranged, and like you, he says, draw a line from from each dot down to this level, mm-hmm. and it's. When you do that, it spells face. Oh, I see. Or whatever. And then it's like, okay, well, you see a face. So now you know what that is. That's funny because, you know, if you've taught someone to read, you Mm -hmm. know, which I did because of homeschooling the kids, um, there is like a certain, there's tricks where you kind of get the kids when they're first starting in kindergarten to like spell things, Mm -hmm. but it's through dot to dot. Oh, yeah. So you just numerically follow the lines but then you have a word. Oh. And even if they can't write, you know, it's like this trick. It like makes them go, oh, I can write. Yeah. I spelled this word. Uh-huh. You know, cat or something. Right. But yeah, I that was kind of a trip, like teaching Morgan to read. I was like, yeah, this really is like a lot of real abstract ideas here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And it was very difficult. And it's really crazy how we all just, once we get it, we get it. And we're all just reading along, you know? For sure. But when you're teaching that to a kid that doesn't know how to read, it's like, whoa, this is really complicated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then like we get to the point where we see a, a word like face and it's just like, we're, we're not like going, oh, that's an F and an A no, and C and E. Instant. It's the word. Yeah. But more so than that, it is just the thing. Yeah. And you're like, that's what that is. Right. So yeah, it's really weird. I think the book is really cool. Uh, it's just making me think of some cool things because of that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, just how like we process information almost. Yeah. It's kind of, it's really cool. Yeah. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll read it when I get some time. I'll let you, yeah, I'll let you borrow it as long as you oh. write your name in there and like the date that you borrowed, borrowed it and everything. Now let me ask you this. Can I <laughs> fold the front cover all the way back while yes. I'm reading it? Is yeah. that, is that fine? I like that. Yeah. Oh, great. wow. Because, I mean, I don't know. Like, last time I borrowed a book from you and I did that, you had some words to say about it. Well, you know, I'm a guy that has uh, <laughs> some particular tastes and preferences. I don't know if you're aware of this, but I've, uh, in the past, I've had some issues with, you know, taking um, the whole thing of gum. Mm. When you take a stick of gum Yeah, out, the wrapper. So part. that then it, it mm-hmm. destroys the integrity of the gum packet. Which I thought was like a bit you were doing where you were like, put the empty wrapper back in the packet. And I was like, <laughs> you're like, ah, I was like ah, yeah, that's funny. sure. And I'm like crumpling it up. You're like, no, I actually wanted you to put it back in there. And I was like, why? Why would you want the empty wrapper yeah, back? Because it keeps the other sticks of gum from like place. sliding out of there. Yeah, this was yeah, like, wow. Yeah. See, it's, it's some next level shit, man. But anyway, I've okay. backed way off of that. It's okay. Um, I've backed way off of, you know, like uh, mouth noises when eating. This is I, true. I've backed way off of, you know, fucking up my books when you read them or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't really, I don't really care about that. I don't no. really care about material things, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're so cool. Yeah. That's what this book is <laughs> teaching me, man. Because like I can always just draw what I need. Yeah, man, draw your own world. <laughs> um. <laughs> Speaking of drawing your own world, uh, yeah. there's also um, there was also something else that happened this week. 
Oh my gosh, what was it? <laughs> um, some people uh, around town actually are like doing comedy in Reading. What? Yeah. And you went to it. I did. I went last night. And I um, stayed home. Yeah. Robin but, stayed home. And we, I even saw her friend there. Dang it. So tell would us. would love to see you. Tell us all about it. Yeah. So it was uh, a comedy showcase, which mm-hmm. is really weird. Like I don't, you don't really see that here. Yeah. I went to a comedy show like a year ago. Right. And like it was such a, like a lame experience. Right. And it was like a comic who, you know, like does road gigs all the time. Right. Or so I don't know. Like I can be kind of a critical dickhead or whatever, I think. No. <laughs> see, see section uh, 12 <laughs> on particular tastes and preferences. But I mean, I really want, like when I go to something like that, I want to laugh. Yeah, for sure. I want to have fun. Yeah. And I thought it was cool. I mean, you actually sent me the the thing. I mean. I was just like amazed that there was this, you know, comedy showcase or whatever lineup that was in Reading and they actually had like Eventbrite tickets Mm -hmm. and it was like organized and I was like. Kind of made you you wonder who might be putting that on. Who's put that together? And um you know, it was at a local place that I liked the place. So yeah. I was like, so maybe it'll be good. And right. I was like, so go check it out and report back. Yeah. And yeah. I did. You did. And overall, it was like a, it was a pretty fun experience. And it was pretty professional, I think, right? It was. Yeah. So it was four comics, uh-huh. um, like a host, uh, a opener in the middle and a headliner. Yeah. The headliner guy was from L.A., Mm-hmm. Um, the the uh, middle guy was from here. Okay. Uh, both of them were funny. Like they had funny jokes. Like I laughed like honestly out loud mm-hmm. like a lot. Especially like the last guy. He was real. He was really funny. So he was like a seasoned kind of a, comic. Yeah, I think he's been probably mm-hmm. doing it for a while. Like he had really good funny jokes and stuff. But the other guy had really good jokes too. Mm-hmm. Um, I I, w- I wouldn't be able to do any of them justice, but. Um, yeah, I was uh, pleasantly surprised with that. And especially after like, I mean, I, like the first two people, I, I'm sure like they they are awesome or whatever, but they weren't super funny yeah. to, me, to me. Like, they weren't it seemed seasoned. Like maybe they were uh-huh. just getting started or, or right. whatever, which is great. And I know like it sucks doing that and figuring it out, you know, but yeah. they're doing it, which is great. That's better than me. I'm not up doing stand up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Never say never. But it sounds like they're doing more more shows and stuff around. Like they kind of have like a group or something like that. Mm. They got Facebook, which I don't have. Um, <laughs> don't worry, I so, have it. So I don't know. I might have to get you to like look into that for me. But anyway, yeah. So it was it was cool overall. The first two were kind of weak, but still like there was a, a laugh here and there. But the last last two guys were really funny. Um, I thought, but yeah, it was, it was kind of weird because of, you know, all the, um, the such professional organization and stuff like that. Like, and once, once I started to see everybody who was there also, they packed the place, mm-hmm. which was like, mm-hmm. okay. Cause I wasn't sure I showed up there maybe like a half hour early and like there right. wasn't a whole lot of people there and I was yeah. like, oh no. Like it's going to be empty. This might yeah. be like a complete shit show, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, so anyway, it's, uh, it's a group of co- comics. I, I would gather who are here because of, uh, a local mega church that, uh, we call Bevel. 
We call it bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it's really cool that this thing is happening here and I'm, you know, I'm glad they're doing it and I'll go to more stuff, but it's always like with this stuff, it's always a little, uh, bittersweet because it's like, well, I wish somebody who <laughs> wasn't part of this mega church yeah. organization was doing this here because like the first couple comics were also like very obviously avoiding swear words. Ah. Uh. And like there was a little bit of Jesus and God talk, you know, right, right. and stuff like that. So and it had so a I flavor. Like, I was like, yeah. at that point, I was like, oh my God. Like, it, unless there, there are people who do that, like Pete Holmes, yeah, the uh, co-anchor of 2020, <laughs> um, who can do like really funny, clean stuff that, uh, that That's has true. some sort of like religious like uh, aspect to yeah, it or concept whatever. concept or whatever, yeah. You know? And, uh, but this wasn't that, this was like, not, this was pretty amateurish or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was like, shit, this is going (laughs) to suck. Like, you know, I'm like considering leaving, but like, you know, it's, I want, still want to support it. Mm -hmm. And then the, that, that being followed by the last two guys was like, okay, this is cool because they were, they were obviously, well, the last guy was not as obvious, but they were obviously like religious like they're yeah. you know like the middle guy was here here for bethel so i mean it's part kind of, of that group yeah it's like that's kind of and that's the crowd that was there because yeah. that's who they're playing to right so um i mean there's nothing i mean it's not like i'm gonna say there's something wrong with it i i think for me what no. um what i struggle with is the imbalance of choices mm-hmm. that exist you know here so like yeah if I want to go out and see a comedy show here, there's almost never a comedy show. Right. So if there's this one group who happens to be part of this religious organization, but they got their shit together and their marketing's tight, well, that's where people and are going to go. And they go out and support it. Yeah, and then their congregation goes out and supports it. Yeah. Well, that's a pretty tight little, you know, system. Right. And um, there isn't an alternative. No, uh, I'm not, not here gonna, anyway. Not here, right? So it's it's like I can't go, be like go to that show and be like, oh, that was cool. And then next week I'll go to the other show, you know, that's not related to religion or you know whatever. It's a different topic or it's a different audience. I mean, so that's what's hard for me. Yeah, is that it, it becomes very vanilla. Well, it sort of you know? di- yeah, it sort of just dictates what you have to go watch. Like this yeah. is your option. This is your one. option. You don't have options. Yeah. You have option. You have option. And that option, you're yeah. not going to hear somebody say "fuck shit," you right, know, or like, whatever. Like, or you know, kind of like adult, right? Theme, humor, like humor, uh-huh. like you know. I mean, and that's. And uh, I mean, it is kind of hard to talk about that kind of stuff. In public. I mean, I get that. Like, it can get uncomfortable, especially if you're not seasoned. But, like, I, um, yeah, it, it, that's not what I would seek out necessarily if I'm going to go see, like, a comedy show. Like, if there's five choices, I'm not going to necessarily go see, like, the Christian-based comedy show. Yeah. Because that's just, like, not as interesting to me as, like, you know. I would just assume it's probably not going to be funny. Yeah, and I, I would, too. Although, you know, you were pleasantly surprised it was funny. And, yeah. And, that's great because I mean, like, at least I'm happy for the restaurant. They got business. Totally. You know? So, yeah. So it's good. I mean, it's all good. It's just, um, and those people are awesome. I mean, for doing it because they're out there actually doing it, like, you know, yeah. instead of people who are sure. not doing it. So it's, yeah, it's always like a double edged sword. Yeah. And there's a duality with like 
stuff that is obviously that's awesome or that is good that is also part of the mega church so in I'd, some way. I'll tell you what, I learned something about the mega church and the people who are good at performing. Yeah. When you go to a church like that, you know, and it doesn't have to be that one, it could be any mega church, just something that has this crazy, you know, like um like professional sound system with a sound engineer and lights and, you know, triggered, you know, smoke machine and blah, 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 blah. Like if you are a singer, a speaker, you play an instrument, uh, anything like that, and you get this opportunity to go up time after time after time in that environment, you become a seasoned performer before you're even 18. Right. And that is like such a leg up on most people's experiences with performing. Um, and you see it all the time. And like, if you watch The Voice or like, you know, America's Got Talent or something, the people who really know how to perform and like work an audience and like they're really confident um, are the ones that do these performances at church. And it provides yeah, a them, lot of them with a weekly, Most of them. it's a weekly stage. Right. Where like, who of us get a weekly stage? Like, maybe one time you're lucky you get to be in a play and then yeah. you're on stage one time for three performances or something. It's just a lot more rare. Like the yeah. opportunity is a lot more yeah. uh, just like it's uh, harder to get. normal in church. Yeah. But it's like, so you'd have to be like Richard Pryor or something <laughs> like that. Like you, you know, yeah. Uh, born in a brothel to like, you know, <laughs> a pimp and a, and a madam or whatever. Right. And you're just, you hang at the bar and then you, start doing comedy when you're super young or whatever, whatever the history yeah. was, you know? Yeah. And so I think like for me, I mean, I'm certainly haven't been working on being a stand up comic by any stretch of the imagination. But when I think about like performing, um, anything, I think, <laughs> I think my particular like opportunities for performance are like super limited mm-hmm. as like a young person. Yeah. You know, because it's like, if you don't have the money to put your kids in private, lessons and summer camps and then what do you you just never perform it just becomes this weird like world you can't participate in and i think that's kind of how i felt growing up you know it's like i guess yeah it's i mean yeah you can't really fault a kid for that no but it's but like I mean, sort of a lack of imagination too because you could literally just start performing anywhere at any time <laughs> well like, i performed like a weird uh you know like a goth uh like theater <laughs> kid or something like that you could do like a romeo and juliet uh that's true scene or something like that what was that that we watched recently some show oh was that or something like that happened the vampire show <laughs> maybe i mean i performed every morning you know in my bathroom like every yeah. day like growing up but that doesn't count because it was just me singing yeah and rocking oh, and dancing and dancing yes <laughs> <laughs> that was a tight little bathroom too i know it was every day before school i got like a half hour a good half hour singing and dancing before yeah. i went to the bus stop yeah so i guess the point is there like that's that's awesome uh good on you guys i'm gonna come see you more um it's cool that somebody's doing that here but I just wish somebody else would do it also. Are you going to do it? Who? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I couldn't get on the mic and do that for an hour or whatever, or 20 minutes or five minutes. I mean, we're doing it now. There's just nobody here. Yeah. Nobody's listening and nobody's here. So <laughs> it's totally cool. Zero consequence. 
Um, yeah, but like, I just wish there was another option too, because I'd like to go see the non church related comedy group or collective that is, that does a weekly show also. Well, we're going to go see kill Tony. They do a weekly show. It's like a collective, you know, have their routine. They got their marketing pretty tight. You know, they got their audience that shows up, Uh but we have to drive all the way to San Francisco to do it. Yeah. Just drive four and a half hours. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's fine. Yeah. I guess if you want it bad enough, that's what you'll do, man. I want it bad. Or you'll move somewhere where that's actually an option. Hey, that's what 2020 is all about. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So what do you hope for uh, this new year that started 15 or 20 minutes ago? <laughs> this 2020 year? What's one thing that you hope for? More fun. More fun. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, see, I didn't think about my answer to this. <laughs> hmm. Okay, babe. What, I liked what? your answer. Your answer is really good. More fun. I think, uh, like, just continuing to push the boundaries, man. <laughs> getting uncomfortable. Getting the butterflies, as Brian Regan would say. Oh, yeah, we're going to get real uncomfortable here. <laughs> I mean, we've been uncomfortable for a long time, but yeah, we're probably going to really get uncomfortable. 2020, we will continue the discomfort and like to like to bolster us along the way, we're going to go to Hawaii Hell right before yeah. 2020. That's how we're going to kick it off. 2020. That's how we're going to kick it off. We're kicking it off right now. Yeah. I hate to tell you. <laughs> we kicked it off by cleaning out the barn. That's right. Yep. Yeah, we, we the rock is in motion okay. and it's rolling Good. down to the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Should write that down. <laughs> I don't need to. It's recorded. <laughs> Take this down, Smee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait to dive into um, 2020 with you, babe. Yeah, me too. I can't wait to lay on those black sand beaches. Yeah. Have a um, pina colada. Yes. Oh, I can't picture anything when I l- think about Hawaii because I've never been there. So it's like when I try to picture myself, I picture myself like <laughs> sitting in like a Jeep, <laughs> like driving. <laughs> like, oh, it's kind of sunny. And, whoa. Oh, you're going to freak out. Nice. And then I picture out. myself like uh, at the top of the mountain where the observatory is uh-huh. or whatever. Yeah. The telescope. Uh-huh. I don't know. Is there an observatory? I believe so. Yeah, so I picture myself like pointing at the lava. <laughs> so yeah, it's funny. I really just picture myself mostly eating crab and yeah, you know, drinking and and having mangoes. Oh, I have so many mangoes. That's all I'm gonna eat is mangoes, yeah. dude. And neither of us, and none of us, will get dysentery. That is correct. Once. That is correct. <laughs> I'll make sure of it. Well, it sounds like a blast, babe, and uh, I can't wait for it to happen. Yeah, let's do it. Well, love you, babe. Love you, too.